This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha Podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Side Alpha Podcast, putting the information that we believe is important in front of our firefighters and our chief officers. We have with us today uh, Gary Ludwig, president of the International Association of Fire Chiefs. He's also the fire chief in Champaign, uh, Illinois, the Champaign, Illinois Fire Department, and he is a Fire Rescue One editorial board uh, member and columnist for us at Fire Rescue One and Fire Chief. Um, Gary, I appreciate you joining us today and want to talk a little bit about the campaign that you uh, recently launched, uh, really gaining a lot of traction, and it's uh, something that is near and dear to a lot of us uh, in you know the fitness perspective. It's not really about fitness as much as it is its own title, and that title is, if you don't feel well, don't make it your farewell. Can you talk to us about the program and, and why, you know, why it's important for you? Sure. Sure, Mark. And uh, first of all, before I launch into that, let me just say thank you uh, for doing this podcast, and thank you to Fire Rescue One and Fire Chief for all the information that you guys put out on the website for our profession. It's so informative, and uh, I always find it very useful. So thank you for all that. One of my initiatives as IEFC president was to change this culture and this paradigm, which is actually the number one killer of on-duty firefighters, and that's cardiac events. Last year, in 2018, 41% of all firefighter line-of-duty deaths were cardiac-related. And, Mark, what I have found out over the years when you start looking at these things is that, that, somewhere, along, along that line, somewhere along the line, the firefighter, after an operational or a training event, says, I don't feel right, I don't feel well, uh, something's wrong, I don't feel good. And unfortunately, we always tell them to go back in the bunk hall and lay down or go home, and later we find them dead. And so we got to change this culture and this paradigm that if you don't feel well, we don't want you to make it your farewell. We, we want an intervention here. We want something done. We, we wouldn't treat the person who walked into the fire station and said, I don't feel right, I don't feel good. We wouldn't tell them to go home and lay down. So why would we treat our firefighters any differently? So that's the whole impetus behind it is let's take this whole campaign is about awareness and education to change the culture within our profession. Yeah, so it's, you know, the bravado that we have. Uh, you're right. It's, it's just kind of what we do with each other. It's kind of blow it off. Ah, it's no big deal. Just go lay down. Uh, you'll feel better after a little bit. You're absolutely right. If, if Grandma Jones walks into the fire station today, we don't tell her to just go lay down and, and sleep it off. You'll feel better. Uh, we do the right thing. A great campaign, um, and I think that, you know, what what you're doing to, to bring awareness to that 42% of the uh, line of duty deaths being cardiac related is that um, we're not quite as bravado as we think we are. And I think that's hard for a lot of people to accept. So how do we no. how do we drill this in a little a little deeper for folks? And you're right. Um, we've got to get rid of the stigma and this, this denial that it can't happen to us. And uh, we're made of flesh and bone just like everybody else, and uh, tissue and cells and blood and just like anybody else. And um, we are very much suspect um, for uh, susceptible to these types of events to occur to us. And so we, we need to change this culture. We need to change the paradigm. 
and uh, and so uh, we have gained a lot of traction with this. Um, and, and what's disturbing about this? We're not talking about you know 60, 70, 80 year old firefighters, which there's not many around like that. But we're seeing these these are people that are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, it was last week a Nebraska firefighter. I think he was, uh, God, I think he was 42 years old. He came back from fighting a grass fire. He didn't feel well. Uh, shortly thereafter, he died. Um, I um, I talked to the Minnesota Chiefs frequently. I know the leadership up there. They had a, I think it's been about three, four weeks. They had a 49-year-old chief who came back from an event, a fire, told his wife he had severe indigestion. His arm was tingling. And he's just going to lay down, and uh, he hopes to feel better. And he didn't feel right. And uh, she went and checked on him at 2.30 in the morning, and uh, he was cold to the touch. A 43-year-old firefighter last month in Georgia he was found dead in his bunk uh, when the shift came in the next morning. I can go through the list of these guys. I lost, uh, after I left the Memphis Fire Department, I was a deputy chief in Memphis for 10 years. Uh, a firefighter, paramedic that worked for me, 38 years old, Chris Coleman, got sick at the fire station. They sent him home. They even stopped by a fire station on the way home uh, to get a bag of fluid because he felt so bad. Um, and then they left the second fire station, basically, and uh, he died at home later on. And um, I could go through the list of names and the circumstances. And I, I, it's, we got to change this thought that these are people that are in their 60s, 70s, or 80s. These are firefighters in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And what's triggering these? I don't know. I've had all kinds of theories about the carbon monoxide, raising the carbon monoxide levels in the body and all these other things. I don't know. I just know it's happening to the younger people in our profession. Yeah, and, and they um, there's so much that our folks are exposed to that I'd, I think it would be extremely difficult to narrow it down to this or that. I think you're right. It's it's much more likely uh, it's that unknown, it, and it's a combination of this and that that's compounding uh, folks that would otherwise be considered healthy and and um, uh, strong individuals are impacted by so many different fronts and so many different things we do. We don't know what it is that's causing the problem, but you're absolutely right. It's happening. So what resources are out there that uh, you can point some folks to to either help raise awareness for the program or to, you know, just to help them think through this? It's almost like the if you see something, say something campaign. It's it's the same thing. If you feel something, say something. Um, Correct. You know, what resources are out there to, to help raise the awareness? So before I launch into that, let me just say you're right. We don't know when you say this or that. You're exactly right, Mark. Um, you know, you look at, and I'll, I'm going to point back to Chris Coleman again from the Memphis Fire Department. Here's here's a guy who's 38 years old. It is member. He's a member of the 911 stair climbing team. So you talk about a guy who's in top physical shape, and 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 he has this event happen to him. So so we cannot blow these things off. We cannot uh, we cannot ignore what's going on. Uh, the event is happening. And, and I want to say this before I launch into the resources again. I'm not talking about the colds or a sniffle or I got an achy joint. If you don't feel well, don't make it your farewell. When you talk to the individuals who have survived this, they can tell you there is something definitely wrong going on in their body. They, it, is a, it is a feeling that they have never experienced before. 
And so it is clear that something is truly wrong going on, and your body is signaling to you that you need to take some action. So, um, so let's launch into the initiatives. I'm sorry, into the resources. Uh, yes, the IFC uh, has a website. We um, have a committee that has helped me put this all together, and I can't help but thank them enough for what they've done to get us there, including IFC staff, members from different sections of the IFC. AMR is a part of this also. They have 38,000 employees nationwide, and they also have firefighters out there. So they have um, people on the committee. They have lent us medical support. And um, and so I, I we have put this resource together, including a toolbox. And so this is all on the IFC's website along with videos. And, uh, and so it's at the resource or the URL is iasc.org backslash don't feel well and you'll find uh, a video on there and there are going to be more videos coming out you'll find the resource information on there and i don't hesitate to say also that it's also on the fire rescue one website also there's some information on there some articles that i've written some press releases on the on the launch of the initiative and so if you go to firerescue1.com and do a search for if you don't feel well you'll find that information there also. So there's two different places that you can find this information. And uh, and so that information's out there. And again, it's about awareness and education and changing culture and changing paradigm to igno- not to ignore the symptoms and what your body is signaling to you. Yeah, Gary, so all of those uh, things, all of the things ISC does in this program, they don't happen by themselves. Uh, you know, what what are some of the organizations or some of the folks that help out with that? So I, this wouldn't be possible, Mark, you know, unless we have financial support from uh, our two biggest supporters, which is AMR. And, I've, you know, we've talked about AMR here on this podcast that they got 38,000 employees. So they see a value and a benefit in getting this message out. And then PulsePoint, uh, who also works on putting these alert notices out for communities also when there's a cardiac arrest. So I, I, I have to really thank those two supporters who have helped us financially and also with technical support. And then uh, what I, we have reached out to a lot of the national organizations and asked them to, to endorse this program and also include the messaging. And so, so far, we've already had support from the National Volunteer Fire Council and also the Congressional Fire Service Institute. They've come on board and endorsed the program. And so... We're just going to continue to build on this, and I think we can change culture just like we did with the seatbelts. I can remember when I did not wear seatbelts, and when I signed that pledge that I was going to wear a seatbelt, I've worn a seatbelt since. And so it's about changing culture and about changing the paradigm. Absolutely right, and uh, it's a culture worth changing. Uh, So I appreciate you uh, bringing that up. And, you know, we are proud to be part of the message and the team getting that message out. So uh, we appreciate everything everybody's done for it, and we're proud to be a partner in it. So it's, it's not, this is not a campaign about fitness. This is a campaign about uh, feeling well and about recognizing when something's wrong. But I do want to, for just a second, talk about uh, the fitness and eating right and lifestyle choices. Uh, because don't all those things have a relationship to um, you and your body feeling well? They do, absolutely. And um, 
but again, as we talked about, we don't know, is it this or that? And, uh, but certainly you can preclude uh, an event like this occurring by being physically fit and eating well and being, you know, in in your best condition that you can be in. Uh, But, you know, you look at Chris Coleman, uh, part of the 911 stair climbing team, and, uh, you know, and this happened to him. You know, you look at uh, the long distance runner, uh, I think it was, was his name of, was it Fix or something like that? I can't remember what his name yeah, was. Yeah, Jim, Jim Fix. Jim Fix. Yeah, and uh, it happened to him. And so, of course, you know, I think if you're not physically fit, you're more susceptible. You're absolutely right, Mark. So we can't diminish that at all. As we talk about uh, the program that the IFC uh, has got out there, that, Gary, that you've championed, uh, if you don't feel well, don't make it your farewell. Uh, just want to point out for a second that uh, Fire Rescue One and – Firechief.com, we are the uh, official media partner for the IAFC. We're happy to uh, help get the word out about this program and to champion that cause for you. As we talk about the IAFC, uh, you want to spend a, a minute or two to kind of give a brief to our listeners of, of what it is that the IAFC really does for them that's important. And maybe they don't know or maybe they don't realize uh, what are some of the things that the IAFC does for our uh, fire service and for our fire chiefs that uh, is really relevant to you know to what they do sure uh, i don't mind bragging about the the association that i'm president and chairman of the board of uh, because i think it's it is truly an outstanding organization that i've been a member of for 25 years and i cannot tell you how it has helped me progress through my career because it's been untold uh, examples after examples after examples that i could provide on how it has helped me provide and help me develop as I as I progress through my career. But beyond that, beyond the fellowship and the mentorship and all the resources the IFC does to help you, we are a 13,000-member strong organization that we advocate for the fire service. We advocate for our members who are mostly chief officers in the fire service. We also have a section of made up of company officers that we see our role as we need to mentor and develop these company officers as they move up into the chief officer ranks. And so we do that. We are so engaged and it's just a phenomenal organization with all the things that we do um, that I my head spins just with all the things I'm involved in. It's, it's virtually a full-time job being the president. We uh, To give you an example, we have about 68 employees and uh, we're so engaged. We have three lobbyists that just operate on Capitol Hill alone because of all the pieces of fire service legislation that are up there. Can you imagine if we didn't have AFG or safer grants, if we didn't have anybody advocating for those to be pushed through Congress where some of our departments would be at? We uh, yep. we have legislation up there that impacts us on wildland fires. We have, uh, we have our fingerprints on legislation up there that deal with global uh, climate change, if you think about that, because that impacts wildland fires. Uh, gases that are passed through gas lines and pipelines. And the list of stuff goes on. At any given time, we probably have 20 or 25 pieces of legislation up there that, up there that we're dealing with, including um, you know stuff that impacts also uh, local departments at local levels like T-band. So uh, we're trying to save the T-band first net. You know the list of stuff goes on, and then we have a whole division that deals with the wildland fire issues out west and that we're seeing also on the East Coast now. We have the Ready, Set, Go program and Resilient community, Communities. We, I think we offer 10 different conferences, including our flagship conference, Fire Rescue International, which will be in Phoenix in, in August of 2020. 
And so um, the list of stuff goes on and just uh, it is a phenomenal organization and what we do for our members, um, not only individually, but what we do for the fire service as a whole. Outstanding. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, uh, great organization. I've been proud to be a member for many years. Uh, I, um, I echo uh, your comments about the importance of the organization and um, appreciate everything that the IFC does. I'll be uh, delivering a course uh, in Phoenix uh, titled the, the Fire Chief's Role as an Inspirational Politician that fits right into everything that the IFC does. So, uh, my friend, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. We have been speaking today with Gary Ludwig, President of the International Association of Fire Chiefs and the Fire Chief for Champaign, Illinois, uh, also editorial board member for Fire Rescue One and a columnist for Fire Rescue One and FireChief.com. Thanks for joining us this time on Side Alpha Podcast.